This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for November the 9th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, it is uh, now WASD day with the election in our back uh, mirrors now, well, for the most part. Uh, what are we looking at going into today's report? Well, right now we're looking at a little bit of consolidation in front of the report. The report, the last couple reports, these WASDE numbers, let's face it, have been a little bit of a surprise. The government has kind of gone a little bit uh, different than what the trade was thinking. So I think there's a little bit of caution going into today's numbers. Um, interesting enough, Dustin, they're not looking for very big adjustments, at least on the production side. The average trade guess for the corn yield is 171.9. That's unchanged from last month. The bean production yield is going to be 49.8 compared to 49.8 last month. So not any really big adjustments on yield. We'll see if that surprises people, because in general, this crop has gotten smaller the last couple of reports and a little bit more smaller than what people were thinking. So that could be a little bit of a surprise on the number today. Now, this WASD, you know, you know, doesn't always carry as much weight as some of the other ones. And of course, January is going to be the big report we're waiting on, right? Correct. Now, the one thing they're going to look at, we'll get the number, but the other, I think the big picture that everyone's going to be kind of looking at, trying to gauge is demand. Okay, because where we're at, it's really kind of interesting in the country. It is becoming a domestic versus export market. And what I mean by that, domestic demand looks incredibly strong. Ethanol processing margins are around 250 a bushel. Bean crush margins are around 570 a bushel. So the domestic consumption should stay strong, and that should keep the basis kind of strong on the domestic side. But what we're looking at is on the export side of the equation. If you look on the average trade guess, the carryout on the bean, excuse me, on the corn was 1,172 million last month. The average guess is 1.2 billion. So a little bit bigger ending stock, and that has to do with fear of export demand. Corn exports have not been very good right now. The fear is that's going to continue to happen, and eventually the government's going to have to start cutting demand. But the reality is a 1.17 carryout versus a 1.2, you're still looking at some of the tightest supplies ending stocks we've ever had. You're looking at a situation at pipeline level. So this market report, whatever we get, is probably what we're going to look at is we're going to trade it, and then our attention is going to pivot right to what's going on in South America. If Argentina cannot get this corn crop planted and that crop starts to shrink, the market's going to get worried. And then we're going to focus in on Brazil's safrina corn crop later into 2023. If that crop shrinks back because La Nina stuck around, then all of a sudden the situation really tightens in the world, and that could, with us having a very tight ending stock number, that could get very volatile. Beans, on the other hand, Carryouts at 200 million, average guess is 212. Bean sales were way ahead of pace, Dustin. They kind of trailed back off. We did sell some beans to China this morning. They're kind of right back where they're going to be. What we're going to be watching to see there is what does the government think demand's going to do for beans? Because the Brazilians say they're going to have a monster crop. And then the other thing I'm worried about is China's really, really mad at us right now. Remember, the trade war started under Trump with a tariff battle. We put tariffs on the Chinese put tariffs on our goods. And we've been in this tariff kind of trade war for multiple years now. Well, the Biden administration essentially upped the ante by essentially banning the sale of, of um, chips to China as well as technology to China. The Chinese are not very, very, are not happy about that. And my biggest fear would be for American producers, if you're carrying a lot of beans that if all of a sudden Brazil has this big crop and China decides to kind of stick it to us like they did early in the trade war and say, we're not going to buy U.S. beans, we're going to buy the Brazilian beans as a way to retaliate against that trade war. So it's something we need to keep an eye on. 
But right now, they are buying our beans because they're hedging their bet because we just don't know how big of a crop South America is going to have. Now, of course, we also get uh, consumer price index numbers tomorrow. I'm sure the markets are going to watch that, probably not as intently as the WASDE, but they're still going to be watching, especially livestock side of things where, you know, those protein purchases are, are more into the hands of the average consumer. Well, exactly. I mean, what's interesting right now, they are seeing some some talk about the demand for the consumer. It's really going to be interesting to see as we move into holiday season. Early, early speculation and numbers I'm seeing suggest that the consumers at this point in time are not going to back off. They're going to buy that Christmas beef right now. They're going to spend a little bit of money and enjoy the holidays. So we could see some decent demand for beef, maybe a little bit better than what we're thinking, at least near term in the holidays. And then you could see a sharp drop off as we go into 2023. This CPI number, unfortunately, is probably still going to be red hot. It may come down from where it's been. But the reality is that the numbers we're at, it's going to take quite a while to get down. So if we get a strong or hot, red hot CPI number, it's just going to force the Fed's hand to continue to raise interest rates. By all accounts, we're probably going to be somewhere between 5 and a 5.5% Fed fund rate as we go into 2023. And what does that mean, Dustin? That probably means, unfortunately, we're going to be in a recession because that's what the government essentially is trying to do. They're trying to slow down demand by making it more expensive to spend money. As you slow down demand, you slow down the economy. It puts the economy into a recession. And that could have an overall very negative effect going into 2023. So if we happen to come out of 2023 with a decent crop in Brazil and the United States has a above average crop combined with a weak economic demand, you could see us go over the overall arch, start to weaken in 2023. So producers out there, I'm just going to remind you, remember, as you uh, wrap down harvest and start looking into the wintertime, start looking at not just the profit margins for the crop you just harvested, but take a really hard look of your balance sheet and what you're projecting out for the 2023 crop, because there are definitely some black swan events. So a combination of a weak economic demand, weak world demand due to recession, combined with a potentially good crop, who knows what weather's going to give us, that could be, have an overall negative effect in the long run. So you, you don't want to give up all these good prices. All right. And then let's just kind of look at where those cattle and beef prices are like right now. And, you know, and how are things looking in the markets right at the moment? Right now, I think overall, you're going to be overall, like I said, I think that the beef market overall is going to be relatively supportive going into the holiday season. It looks like the overall demand, consumer spending is still going to be there. Inflation is definitely at forefront, but right now it does feel like the, the demand is going to be there as people say, look, I realize it costs a little bit more for Christmas, but I'm going to have that good holiday Christmas. I think we're still seeing a little bit of a COVID, you know, COVID hangover, plain and simple. There's still a lot of people that are still trying to get back into their normal traditions after a couple of years of COVID. So hopefully that's a good sign for uh, the beef demand, at least near term. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to start looking at market strategies with agmarket.net, what's uh, the best way for them to get in contact? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or you can reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. All right, Jim. Well, thanks so much for the insight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and good luck with the report, folks.